Welcome to Bleed TV, the only podcast with today's best shows and movies. I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And we're down a man tonight. And uh, we've actually nicknamed him Carl, I think, for the uh, <laughs> rest of the rest of the season. Uh, old bro decided to do some handiwork and somehow got something shot into his eye. And now, in the process of rubbing it, has cut his lens? Yeah. Or or third of his lens, part of it off? Or something, something like that. And they had to put this corrected. He, he borderline looks like a walker. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely got eyes. the eyes of a walker and yeah, everything. Uh, he uh, might be the new hell. poster. So, uh, unfortunately, he is down with the medical attention tonight. <laughs> um, we called him a wuss and, you know, pansy as much as we could, but it made no effect. No, he, he lived up to that title happily. <sighs> yeah. And is, yeah. Uh, resting up but we're gonna we're gonna try to be strong for him and muscle through this episode which i dare say characterization is i mean that could have been the reason for the eye injury could have been it could have been he could have been rubbing his eyes in disbelief of some of the things that happened in this episode um this was season eight episode 12 called the key this was directed by nick Tutero. the one and only and if you had to rate this episode on a scale of 1 to 10, where would you go with this on the cast? Man, on the drive over here, that was probably about 20 minutes of my thinking was <laughs> trying to answer this question. And all I could get to was like, is it over? Like, yeah. I mean, like, I couldn't think of a rating or anything because it wasn't good or bad. It just wasn't believable or anything. I, I put it on Facebook that this episode had such great potential. There's a lot because of cool things they were trying to do with there it. There were some really well. Here's the thing: there were some things that looked so cool that they took the extra time and effort to do. They actually followed through with some things that were actually realistic this time. They mm-hmm. haven't done in the past. Um, there was some good setups. There was some good uh, writing in very small, minute doses yeah, here like- and there. The overall writing was atrocious. Um, uh, some of the characters, what they were doing, was good. Um, some of the stuff out of left field, I am just, you want to be intrigued, but then they're doing stuff in the background of the scene that just makes you go, what in the, fu-? yeah, you, you, know, you, you can't, like, you can't enjoy. even focus on it because like there's such, there is just, it's, it's the elephant in the room, you know, or multiple. Yeah. And so I, to me, I, I hate to say that this was like a five at best because the reality, because Less than half of it was good, but I was excited to see some new things they've done, which this season has done, bridged the whole, let's do some interesting, innovative things. Yes. Um, There's been at least one thing every episode. Like, There's always been one cool walker death or just one cool walker. Something different, you know, that you haven't, they haven't recycled as much. Mm -hmm. Because this entire season feels like a ton of recycling um, when it comes to character development and everything else. But to get into the episode itself... Um, it starts off with Negan and Simon close-up faces, and these are the only two. And so, obviously, they're they're, they're showing you the visual of dissension in the ranks. Yes, this is the these are your two primary characters. You just don't you know what you think to think of. You know, this is the balance of power as opposed to shift. How are things supposed to go? And blah blah blah. And immediately, yeah. it just felt like okay, Simon's getting ready to double cross us. Exactly. You, you, you can definitely tell that he, since he's argued with Negan, he's come up with his own ideas. He's killed all these people, uh, you know, didn't tell anybody. Um, so, I mean, like, all that is coming to a head. And is, is, does all of this feel believable coming from Simon? Because, like, the breaking point of losing his satellite camp just really isn't cutting it for me. I don't really think it's that. I think it's more of him losing faith in the process of that you have to continue to try to keep people alive and yet try to keep them in line. Yeah. Like to him, it's simpler just to say you can't act right and you mow them down and you move on to the next community and so on. Cause they're doing fine the way they are. Okay. You know, and if there's not an antagonist, then there is no issue. And I, so I respect what he's saying. Cause the reality of it is, is that garbage pail people, they're no longer an issue because what issues they did cause, he took care of it. Very true. And so he doesn't care for this idea of going over there and just wounding people and letting them create their own panic, and this, and they're just going to cower down and fold. And I 100% agree with that. Yeah, because Rick has shown that yeah, he's you know, not going to this cower is gonna, at this, this point. This is to the death. Yeah. You know, life is slavery versus the chance of freedom. 
you know, that's repeated history. Yeah, you, we're going to continue to fight for him, history, you know especially I mean? since he's lost Carl. So he is exactly, exactly. So I think the mentality of the episode was one of the things I did care for was is that you know, mentalities made sense. Simon's mentality made sense. Dwight's mentality made sense. Negan has been continuing with his uh, same mentality. Mm-hmm. Rick's mentality, uh, you know, has shifted of the, you know, I'm okay, I'm not okay. Reckless. And you know, it. so on. Until we're, like, one of the scenes I did really enjoy was is that he sees him coming down the street with binoculars um, and has to make the choice of hitting the horn to alert him they're coming. Mm-hmm. Or he sees an opportunity. And an opportunity that is very foolish in my mind. Oh, highly foolish. You know, like you're by yourself in a car. Taking on his entire out, army. Yeah, you know, versus a caravan. Yes, this is a suicide mission of, well, if I kill him, I, I win this. And that's not the case. If Negan disappears, Simon is more of the guy who will go in there just to. But he doesn't necessarily know that Simon was the reason for it and everything. He doesn't. But you can assume, based on prior action. That Simon that is. Simon a, is just as ruthless. If not more ruthless. Exactly. So, I mean, like, to me, his mentality makes sense for what he's doing, even though the soundness of it is... Yes. But then again, who's of sound mind when you just lost your child? Probably no one. So, I mean, that's what I say. So, it makes sense. Yeah. So, like I said, that's one of the things I did appreciate about the episode. There was mentalities that were working good. Um, I love that Dwight brought out the pack of smokes that had the cigarette, the ring still. Mm -hmm. I love that they brought some of that back. And because they... By not saying what it is and then using it later in the episode was a good yes good connection and it was nice because that was one of the few times I appreciated like what happened on previous episodes was I mean that was a big highlight and that thing was the cigarette pack and all of that good stuff um, one thing this episode did highlight to me and I've kind of gone back and looked at a few other episodes is is that Daryl is not allowed to speak man so far I think this half season he's maybe said. A paragraph of dialogue. And that was all Maybe. last episode. I mean, this episode, he's... Chastising Tara. Yeah, I mean, this episode, it was a minor conversation with Rick at the gravesite. Mm-hmm. That was it. Like you said, Tara had, he had some, but even then, those were short, abbreviated, you know, command statements, very little, a lot of eye-gazing and thinking. Yes. And before that, you know... You know, we're in the tunnel. I mean, like, there's just... Most of his scenes have been quiet with music played over it or something. Uh, and so because I wonder if there's a... I'm waiting on that full that full Daryl episode. You know, because we used to always get at least one big Daryl episode, or if not, a couple of them every half season. So do you think this is a foreshadowing of things to come? I, I think we've got to have him as, a, as some kind of front runner of something soon. Well, I mean, because here's, I mean, we've got Negan's second in command kind of going rogue and everything. Daryl just got back from going rogue, but we know he's still not necessarily right. a full mind. Um, so I, I, I don't know. It was just kind of interesting to me. Um, if you want to break this into parts, let's, let's talk about Maggie stuff first. That's okay, the easiest just, thing just to get it out of the way. Right. Uh, you know, Maggie and them, they're struggling for food. They're having to make hard decisions. Um, Enid is, you know, back and forth. You know, Rick, of course, Rick and Michonne showed up early mm-hmm. in the episode. And, you know, not much conversation with that. You know, Enid's now turned into, you know, yeah, I mean, she's custom, like we a, kill them. What, 13, 14-year-old girl at this point? Right. You just know, murdered somebody and then the love of her life. She's going through a rough time. She is, but she's inconsistent. You know what I mean? Like, um, she goes over to this community, you know, Oceanside Mm -hmm. to convince them to come help and this, that, or so on. Ends up killing one of them. And, you know, is real broad stroked of, you know, if you killed me, this was going to happen, this was going to happen, da, 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 da. She's very level-headed, you know, did what I had to do kind of stuff. And then she comes back over here and it's like, you know, you don't trust him, shoot him. And I'm just, she's never been that forceful no, that far, you know, far overlord, and I, and that's where some, you know, some of the fans we talked to over social media were like, Enid. That's the problem with the show. With a lot of things is is that the characters make these giant leaps and personality changes. Yes. Um. I mean, the greatest example, of course, is uh, Morgan, who's gone. He's gone up 50 and down, different directions, psycho. back and forth. Of, 
you know, clear to I can't kill people to I'm the Terminator to I'm losing my mind clear You're, again to Terminator to yeah I mean it's I'm going to live by these simple code words and things yeah, like that and it's like, just um and so for Ina to have this you know and I get when you have a traumatic situation that happens but I mean this is not everybody back. turns into you know bloodlust killer. True, you know, but I mean, I'm just looking at it. like I wasn't as mad with it because I was like, she just found out this episode that Carl died. I agree, and the, the, I like the line of, um, you know, he helped somebody and now he's dead. Yeah. Oh you know? man, I thought Michonne was gonna whip out the katana. Yeah, I thought and just she take might her. hit her with the sheath. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, catch that tongue, heifer. Yeah, you know? man, she's gonna come out that or uh, kill Bill and everything. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of, ah. but I mean, that was a great line and everything. It and was, and it, it was a proven a point, but you know, uh, you know, he died doing the right thing and I'm alive doing people. the wrong thing. Exactly. So, I mean, like that's what Michonne's thought is. And, and I think they conveyed that pretty well. Uh, deny, I mean, like the girl's on black Panther. She's doing walking dead. Mm-hmm. She's going to be a part of some other stuff. Um, you know, we watch black Panther, you know, just to throw a little bit of a review cap in there, I give it seven, seven and a half. I call it a middle of the road uh, really? Marvel movie. Uh, nothing against it, but it was a, it, to me, it was too easy for a person, the bad guy to get into power. I think it was too cliche to have the support group needed to come get power back. Um, I think it was, you know, I think it was. I thought some of the. Um, I really thought that some of the casting decisions were stretches. Uh, yes, uh, the, uh, there's a CIA operative that does not match the the repertoire of what he supposedly carried with him. Okay, uh, it didn't make sense to me. I thought he was. I think he's a phenomenal actor. I just think he they misfired. I think that's a character. I think they tried to be funny with too many funny with too many characters. And that is always going to be a problem. And so I think that's I think the show went for the extra mile of having good humor, and I think they did about ninety percent of it really well. Um, some it, of it was unbelievable. Some of it was like really far fetched to make mm-hmm. a good laugh. And so the rule of cool kind of won some of that over. Um, but I thought the final battle scene was not as eventful for for Marvel, the potential of it. Marvel really struggles with the final battle scene. It really does because, I mean, like, you create something that's supposed to be over the top, but then how do you create something that's over the top for it to fight against and still keep it in the realm of reality? Yeah, with and a serious so, tone. Like, I mean, there's a lot that they try to push into it, which right. is why they don't necessarily always pull them off. But. And again, it's the same situation of is that you're, the bad guy is has a relation in mm-hmm. the past. We've seen that. They, they keep trying to pull the same trope. Two or three Marvel movies in the past five or six years. You know, there's some kind of similar relevance. So, I mean, like, again, the, the problem with Black Panther is, is that there's eight, ten movies ahead of it. That are using the same. And especially if it was with, the first one that wasn't using similar kind of tones and like that, yeah. then that's a game changer. Well, because like the first Marvel movie started off kind of like with uh, Iron Man. Right. Was I mean it, that was the big twist and everything Thor with Loki and everything like I mean that twist is played over and over. Yeah, again. I mean and don't get me wrong, it it works. Yes, the Marvel universe works for that. So I mean I know we've got off on a tear here because of deny, but I just you know I put that out there for a lot of people and a lot of people. There's a ton of people out there saying it's the best Marvel movie ever, and I, just I think didn't see it. I think it's a lot of hype. I think it's you know I think it's wonderful what they've accomplished in that movie um, because but realistically if you look at the cast of characters none of them are considered the over the top a listers there right. it is a good collection of quality actors well that and Kugler's just a fantastic director right he, I mean and that so man on. so and I think something about the show that uh, a lot of people really enjoy is that it was culturally relevant and um, appealing yeah and it was fun. Uh, good comedy. And it brought and, people together, which is what was. these movies and stuff are supposed the, to do. The only thing about it, like again, going back to it, is is that they went really far on that side of it. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to make you feel like that's truly realistic or close to realistic when you don't feel like it's 
as plausible in comparison to like an Iron Man where you have the billionaire genius yeah. who creates all this mad science, stuff like that. And compared to, you know, what you're getting or, you know, like you said, you have a Thor that is a mystical God mm-hmm. or you have different things. This is... Whereas uh, Black Panther kind of tries to meld both worlds with mysticism and just... Yeah, you know, I mean, one person got on there and was talking about how it's like somebody who has a, a voodoo to create themselves stronger, you know, or a, you know, like they said, like the magic flower or whatever, you know, Um so, I, like I said, I don't want to give details about the shit in the movie itself. I don't want to be spoilers. I just spoiler say, alert. Or, you know, I'm just saying that, you know, and, that, and that's not even spoilering, but um, I just, I think the 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 movie had the really hard time of creating the background of everything in a short amount of time. And it, unfortunately, that's what hurt developing the bad guy. Yeah. And then for, the, you know, for it to end like it did, what I thought was abruptly, um, is what I, it hurt. I, I dare I say it needed thirty more minutes to make the make the villain more of a villain. Very odd when you're trying to add time to movies in this point in time, to me, especially I mean, from a Marvel. Well, perspective. you think about like when we watched the the Justice League. Yes. That movie was a hundred miles an hour. The impossible time. to get any background into it. Um, and the movie suffered because of it. Some people like the speed to get to the point, but to me, some of those things were just so fast tracked. You're like, I feel like the movie's on fast forward in parts. They acted like they were Marvel, where they already had seven solo movies before they, they came together. And, these, and you had two characters that hadn't had zero background, and you just threw them together. You know, it was mm-hmm. like, all right, we stuck it to the we stuck to the wall. Let's move on. You know, so. Um, but back to Walking Dead. Um, you know, Maggie and them like that. So then you're at the wall and Maggie sees this crate with like a... Well, she's talking to Rosita on this wall and everything. And oh, this you was mean a- Cyborg Rosita? Mrs. I can't mo facial expression when we speak and I, I don't know what you are off and... Just so they can agree because she's like, you know, it'll be even harder when Negan's not here because of all the silence and stuff. So she's like saying, this is how I feel. Like we're going to struggle once we don't have Negan as a goal. And Maggie's like, not for me, it won't. And because Maggie went cyborg too in this moment. Yeah, well, she just looked like she was firm in her conviction. Yeah. Rosita. It, and then Rosita just bounces. Yeah. I was just praying that they were going to look through binoculars and then you're going to see that binocular explode in her back of her head. Save me, Private Ryan, but just, just boom. This <laughs> I, would have caught, I would have stood up and gave this a nine just to watch her die, just for her head to pop open like a canoe. Just automatic 10 perfect yeah. episode. Yeah, let's, let Midge or one of those twins that Georgie's rocking with drop her with a 308 round at yeah. distance. You know, then you're talking about a highlight. You know? Yes. I mean, that, that's a death. No one sees yeah, coming. Everyone prays. these major characters have to die where they can slowly die until everybody goodbye and it's yeah. like that no not everyone needs make it time. shocking yeah literally her head pops off because of a you know a shotgun blast there's nothing but <laughs> there's nothing but neck and blood everywhere and they're like oh my god rosita and just keep moving on and you just get like a baggie shock stun yeah, face really. like, and then move on don't shed a tear just <laughs> let's you know that, that, gives a, who gives this you know there, there's something that's real that you, somebody doesn't just take a shoulder wound and die slowly or yeah. a bit or, you know, or anything like that. Or even that, like we just get Maggie on the front line spraying everybody. Yeah. You remember Noah? He's at the door and they started chewing and tearing him into pieces, this, that, or so on. And that's <laughs> one, of us, one of the best and most shocking deaths ever. It's like that, that. No, I mean, I think that's still the number one death for me. Like yeah. how he died. Cause like, it was like the brief second of, oh no, I'm dead. Then. Head explodes. Think about the best deaths we've had in the last two or three seasons. Instant. Yeah. Keep holy the, crap, I didn't even have a chance to say goodbye. Yeah. Think about Denise. Arrow through the eye like, uh, duh, duh, duh. Fall to her death. Dead fish yeah. forced to the ground. And everybody's and before, in awe. And like before you have time to react and everything, Dwight and everyone starts coming out. And then it's like, oh, we, yeah. we got to move. Exactly. These That is realism, yes. people. People aren't just wounded and die slow, horrible deaths, or they get to cuddled around no. everybody around them, and it's just... This da, 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 da. is a war. Exactly. Guess what? T-Dog was going down there, got his throat torn out. Guess what? Lori's tell- only talking to one person. Bang. Carl doing his business. You know what I mean? Like That was the thing. Like When you saw two characters alone, you started getting a little worried that somebody was going to die. Right. Here, we have two characters alone. Oh, they're both safe and everything. How are we going to get out of this? Yeah. Like, I think that's where The Walking Dead is misfired. They feel like you've got to give these people their moment. No, like you don't. Their bank account is fine. Like they don't need think any about moments Chad or anything. Coleman. 
You know, even though I thought his death was such, ugh, you know, I wish there could have been more. They made it good because he got bit, got bit, or so on. And then the van's driving away, and they just get out and they're kicking it, and so you can feel the emotion. And then they have to bury him and stuff like that. There was no, you're gonna be all right, and they're holding his hand when he turns gray, and you know all that stuff like that. No. It, it was, was something that well, you weren't expecting. It was something that happened, and it became real, you know. And that's what we don't have with these episodes. People who are dying. I mean, think about with Spencer. You know, he's over there and he cuts his gut open, and he you know owes lays his guts everywhere. It was more about shock value than yeah. it was and being, realism. The bad part was even when we have the realism killed, they just messed it up with the doctor last week. Like, if they would have just shot that correctly, I think yeah. it would have worked. And yeah, we you wouldn't couldn't even tell what happened. He just magically happened to bullet, bullet hole in him. Yeah. And, like, here, we're, we're our only logical thing was just to have him grab as he's looking at the person shoot him in the face. It's like, yeah. mm. All right. So let's get back to it. We got the crates out there, yeah. random. Like, Maggie's looking at him and studying him. Like, um, and so. I, I think they have like a Kroger bag or something floating on top of the I milk guess. crate and everything. So Rosita goes out there, grabs the crates, and brings back this note. And it's like, you know, the deals for fill the crates with food and, you know, music. Well, yeah. No spoken <laughs> word. Like, so by spoken word, does that mean like they don't want lyrics and stuff? Like a Beatles record? Or is it like... That's what I understood. I think it's just, you know, like... They want soft non, yaz. Non-vocal. And they, non- they want the yaz flute and things like that. A little bit of violin. Like, <sighs> this is the apocalypse. I, I don't get it. I don't... So this, this leads into the, you know, the coordinates that go to this stop. Okay, so this van... This super jacked up I want this mud van. tire van. I loved it. I thought it was kind of cool. It was a trip. You know? And then you see, you meet Georgie. She's we- got a suit on with glasses and so on. This makes me think of a future character. Yes. Very much so. Um, I'm not going to give you details of that. If you're a comic book reader, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're not a comic book reader... Uh, we'll probably do a future cast of what the comic tells us because it's supposed to happen next season if it's supposed to be that. But in my distance, this is a very distant future character. Okay. Not somebody who would be in next season at all. Well, with the way that they're trying to push things, they might just cut uh, a few things out and just it's combine It's very it. possible. Um, very, very, very possible. I'm not sure. Because, uh, I mean, killing Carl does change a little bit of everything. So It does. It does. It really, really does. It's going to change the dynamic of a lot of really, really good storyline the comic book had. Again, that's why Gimple can sit on it and rotate for all I care. Um, uh, but, okay. Say, anyway, but moving my on. My first thought is just, saw a little bit on Twitter and stuff. If you see somebody wearing a suit in the middle of a zombie apocalypse, probably not the most trustworthy person. Just, all right, let's look at the setup here. We're at a four-way crossroad. Mm-hmm. Okay, there the van is there, they are there, and Georgie is you know the two the twins. You know these were twins, right? yes. Okay, um, they both look absolutely effing ridiculous. I loved them. Like I mean, well, they, they look got, ridiculous. They both look almost blue blocker with sunglasses on. They can't hardly speak. You know that makes any sense. There, there's just the morale, their not morale, their demeanor and everything was so random compared to what this looks to be an astute, intelligent female that they just don't look yeah. like they've survived for multiple years. No, I, I've doing got, what they say they're doing. I, I've got to believe that the twins are pulling a hoax or something. They're they're, they're completely dumbing themselves down because I, I agree. If they really are the like. They're, they're an entire box of nails short. To me, this entire thing is this is a scout and this is a test. Yes. This is you, you find communities and you find out whether or not what type of people and what type of communities they are. And this is for something much larger. Like this is almost like a reverse Negan. Instead of you going out and filling everything for me. I'm going to let you build everything up, and I'm coming back and taking this later. 
That or, you know, you find the groups that share the same common interest to create a larger network while avoiding the bad ones. And if you're a part of a larger network, you can weed out the bad ones in other ways. There's a couple of different ways to look at it. Um, but to me, what they're doing, she, the, the, the way she's dressed, what's going on, the situation, she, you know, to come in like with Negan's, like there's something very fishy about her, yeah, weaseling the, around with Negan still going on. There's something a mix. Um, I don't know exactly what it is, but that's what's intriguing about it. So I enjoy that. But um, would you have met her, like if you're Maggie? Oh in this yeah, situation? yeah, yeah. Now that's the whole thing. I hear this is the part that. I, I struggle with is, is that, okay, so yeah, you give us coordinates and you're there. Mm-hmm. If you're this far on the world, you don't just hope and pray. No. Most people would come up to you and just, okay, there's a van. There might be people. Bang, bang, bang. There's three bodies. Yeah. Take the van. There's good. We'll ask questions it. later. Yeah. Move on. You know, I'm going to listen to you until I feel like anything. No, I'm not making no deal with you. Um, and so that's not like what All right, so the twins were there, and Georgie's there. How did Rosita and all them get around the place to be able to be a part of an ambush? How did the crates get put out there without anybody noticing when there's supposedly people on watch at all times? There's, there's a lot wrong, because we have no indication that our group left early to scout ahead or anything. Correct. There wasn't another vehicle down the road or anything, like we said. No. And, and so, I'm sorry, Rosita's not a mercenary. Or she's not tactical. She's not a freaking or Jake, you know, <laughs> ninja gate going on. Like, he likes she's she's not Laura Croft Tomb Raider. She's none of these things. Yeah. So, I don't know. It, it just, I love the intrigue they were trying to go with, but some of the foolishness of the characters, some of the way they looked. It didn't match what they, I think they were trying to create. Exactly. I mean, we have no problem if that's Abraham, you know, the military guy who can right. get around, do all this stuff. But like when it's just passed on to Rosita, just because she has the military look and everything. Yeah, it just didn't carry water. And then the other part of this too is, is that it was so heavy handed with the whole bring him back. Um, we need to use their food. No, we need to oblige the deal because we're good people. Yeah. And so when she does give her her stuff, they're like, well, just go ahead and keep the food. We want the records. Just a sign of good faith and trust. Da, da, da. It was so, it was just so heavy handed. Like mm-hmm. that's the dumbest decision ever, in my opinion, to not take the food when you have people literally starving around you. Yeah. And so for you to say you can take it with you and here's our deal and for just but like not knowledge. Even, but I mean, not even that. It's just like you did the right thing and kidnapped. Well, kind of, because you have people that you already can't feed in prisoners and you want to add three more. Yeah, I just. It's like you either have to just kill them and take the food straight up or make the deal. Yeah, I mean, this is where you look at those people and go, I want to make this deal. But I have people starving around here. Yeah. And so I don't really, my choice is made for me. Here's records. It's the best I can do for you. You know, I can be glad to send you on your way. And if things change, please come back and I'll feed you. You you can you can alter it. Yeah, you can compromise of, and negotiate. We're just going to be good people. And give you and the And starve to give you what you want. Only to turn around and say, here's a book on how you do everything. Which... Maggie Which is another kinda, giant foreshadowing yes. for the future storyline. But it's like also Maggie knows how should know how to do a lot of this since she grew up on a farm in the middle of nowhere. I agree. You know, but that's the other thing is too, is that this book she hands her, this is like the anti Blee TV yeah. book. Because we would be calling BS on ninety percent of things they create and do. If there wasn't somebody who just suddenly had great experience or figured this out or like that and so on, which also for what's a future storyline is supposed to be like? You tell me, someone has the common knowledge of building a windmill and is going to be able to tell you how to create it in a post-apocalyptic world and then harness that energy. Bravo! Yeah, so I mean. Oh, yeah. That's what that book was. It was anti bleed TV. Rip your ass a new one. Is what the it's what it should have. That's what the book should have said. I, I think that was the cover of it. Actually, <laughs> yeah, it's just like it was actually on the inside introduction. Yeah, 
in an effort I, to prevent Blue TV from chewing our ass <laughs> about every little detail that's not plausible, we have put this book in place. So anyway, beforehand, just right. so that they do not have a case against us. Exactly. So I just want to get away from the hilltop. So let's get over. And so let's just get to the meat and potatoes, okay? Simon and Dwight, you know, Simon's heavy-handed on the whole, you need to ride with me, this is what the boss man Smart. wants us to, and da-da-da-da-da. And he's I like, it was a little cheese there, but I, you know, you got to get him in the truck together. Well, I mean, I, I enjoyed it just because he was like, the boss man wants it. I don't even know why we're still jibber jabbering yeah, about yeah, it. It's exactly. like, Simon, you're, you've, you're the only right. person that's talked this whole time. And, and in the conversation, the truck is cool too. He's like, let's get candid. You know, yeah. let's, let's wrap some, let's da, 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 you know? And he's like, I'm not paid to think. And, you know, and, and I get that. Um, you know, and I, you know, he let me have my balls hanging out here in the breeze. And, you know, so there are some. <laughs> he got me with my pants down, yeah. balls hanging in the breeze. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, <laughs> so there's some good stuff, and they debate the whole situation. And I think Simon's got great points of, you know, these people aren't going to give up. These are, you know, they're fighters. And sometimes you just got to let it go and let them be. And we'll go, we got, we got other things that we can be doing. And so All- Simon makes me believe that there's other communities they are, they have a, a fiction with that we just don't know about. Well, because, I mean, like, that, you Simon can't just was say you're giving up. That was my problem, is because like I, I felt like Simon was talking about he just wanted to move essentially states and everything, and I'm just like Simon. I don't think you're comprehending how much y'all don't know how to do, because all of these communities are always bringing food to you. So if you think you're just gonna walk into like another group and have the numbers advantage. I think you could be wrong, and this is very dangerous. And that's what Negan understands that Simon isn't getting. Yeah. But Simon's making the great points because Rick is the show and everything, and Correct. you're not going to be able to make him bow. Correct. Uh, there's no doubt. Um, so the, the truck's moving along. Of course, Negan's riding solo after they've got all their blood and guts. Now, uh, my boy Brian, he, they were at the compound, and they are cutting – these walkers up and stuff like that or so on. And I went back and he sent me a message not long ago. And he went back and checked like that. There is a walker that Simon literally, you know, he cuts the gut open mm-hmm. and he's getting all the guts and all like that. The walker looks amazing. You know, like the, how disgusting it is and, you know, old and. Which how know, dark they made the blood and everything. Right, I really yeah. appreciate it. And, but the, per, but the hands were in perfect condition. Really? Yeah, they misfired on one of them. I guess they <laughs> forgot that somebody, <laughs> you know. Guys. Uh, good, good good catch. Uh, you know. We, we just need a continuity director. That, yeah, that's the – and then I'm, I was really curious about the whole bucket of goo and Negan's bat in it. Don't see him being a person that goes in there hand-to-hand combat to even hit people to no. cause this. To me, I was like, okay, we're supposed to go into this. Like, they're going to fling this stuff over the wall. Maybe you can hit people with a few arrows that are at the gate. Hey, hey, when uh, Eugene was talking about it, he's going Tribuche style with it and everything. Yeah, um, so I'm very... But, it, I mean, it just kind of goes back to, like, he's talking about it. Like, as soon as it touches you, enters the system, anything, you're essentially dead. And you're going to ride with a bucket of that beside you? I just thought it was very and like you said, like you're that's where you're going to keep Lucille. Like yeah, it's like it just, uh, I don't know, it just didn't quite match up for what I polish what I thought of. It's like you're trying to polish her up. Yeah, you know, with it. Another thing is too is that did you notice that? Um, okay, so if you remember the compound, there was a thousand walkers out there. Say five hundred. They you wasted a ton of ammo to create a little alley for them to get out of that place. This mm-hmm. and so on, right? Did you notice when they were back out there, there wasn't a walker on the ground anywhere? And nope. there was just a few on a fence. The place was pristine. It, it was, it was clean. clean. There was no war zone. There weren't bullet holes anywhere. You didn't see broken windows. You didn't see nothing. These cars were in great shape. There was no issues there. Where that, in the F were these cars? Yeah, the, the, car, the caravan's like Where did this like Dodge Charger come deep. from? Where did all these stuff like that or so on? I mean, they had this place surrounded. And there was nothing. That, this is where that continuity just blows my mind. You know, so so we're driving along. Negan's by himself in a car. Have you yet to ever see the man travel alone in a vehicle? No. No. He's always raw passionate. He's never driven himself anywhere that I can remember. I'm not even sure if Negan remembers so, how to and drive. so randomly, he's, he's the last guy in a caravan. Another heavy-handed situation. Yep. 
in okay. the nice little muscle car and everything, driving oh, well. Exactly. So Rick and Daryl, earlier they are like, you know, we could probably cover more ground if we separate. Of course you need to be separated so that, of course, you wouldn't be talked out of going down there and doing this by yourself. yourself. Or, you know, or doing it with a partner of this or so on. So, again, the that's just something like Rick and them going, we need to go out there and look and this and so on. You do that last episode. Yeah, not this one. Not and after. then when this one's coming along, it looks like that this is not, you didn't set it up in the exact same episode for, an, for a situation to, to happen. It's just, it's too easy. It's too quick and easy. And so again, he sees it, changes his mind about hitting the horn and goes down there. It's like Riddle Me does. Again, we're going through this Town. Mm-hmm. What town? Like, Since when have we had to go through an effing town to go anywhere? Well, not only that, the convenience of like a medical store. Like, this is a town that hasn't been completely ravished. I just, I was like, we have never seen, seen this, this place. And where did this come from? We're bouncing around in between roads that have to be traveled. Savior Compound and Hilltop. We have seen them travel back and forth from these locations at least, numerous times at least five in the season times. and a half. And we've never had to see them go through a gosh damn town. And I got news for you. Going through the town is not going to help you sneak up on the hilltop. No. They're in bumfuck nowhere. Again. With, with a height advantage. You know what this was? This was purely to have a set change, a scene change, a different location for effect. Doesn't matter how in the F we got there. A simple line in the beginning of, we're going to take a new route. Yeah. We have all these blockades. And check in on Eugene to get more ammo. Mm -hmm. Something like that. We could have simply just made it Eugene's town because we've already been there. Give us some fucking causation of why we went where we are. Instead of, holy crap, this is a great place for Rick to line his Explorer up. Drive and, down there as fast as you can and <laughs> perfectly hit Negan. Negan. And for no one to hear or see Nobody this car Nobody hears come. it. Simon sees it and smiles and keeps driving. There's Which, just too many things that are worked in perfectly for Rick's favor. And that that's the only... Simon is the only reason for them to still be using this walkie-talkie frequency oh. because they know Rick has yes, a radio. Yes, so that right there, so you hear this giant, you know, destruction of two cars hitting each other, right? The whole nine yards. Simon just pulls up a little bit, and they look in the mirror, and they're like, what is that? And Dwight, of all Dwight's people. Dwight's like, huh? And the other cars are up forward, just on the parking, on the brakes. Mm-hmm. Nobody's getting out. Nobody's checking on all that. And then so Negan just turns and starts flying and moving on. Nobody chases. Nobody does anything. I was like, what? And it's like, I think that was Negan. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you know, he can handle himself. Da, da, da. I'm like, what? Like, I mean, it just, this is that stuff with like, I, the chances of Rick being in position to hit that car perfectly like he did. None. Very thin. The chances that that people overlook it and play as dumb as they did. Slim to none. Very slim to none. Inconvenient that yes. Simon just happened to be thinking this at the same time. And then, then we had the car chase, the Fast Five, the Furious, whatever you want to call it, at 27 miles an hour. In a town that nobody knows. Okay, this is the thing. They're in the car, and when you do that facial shot of them behind the wheel, and there's fear in Negan's eyes, and there's that determination in Rick's eyes, that's great. And then the very next cut scene is a black car going 20 miles an hour, weaving. You can't even do it fast. No. You even make it look like you're in trouble. And an explorer 10 feet behind it, again, going 20-something miles an hour. I know there's tricks to the trade that make slow cars look like they're going fast. They do not they have these tricks. Yeah, they do not have these tricks. Every single time. Then it does a jump cut to an accident. Never saw it, just car over, and then we have the gunfire. But here's the problem. Simon's like, yeah, well, I'm sure he just knocked him right off the road. And da, 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 da. How yeah. the fuck does he know that? Yeah, how are you going to assume this, Simon? You just kept going. You stopped everybody. All you saw was a collision. But now you're talking about, well, he's probably knocked him away off the road. He ain't far from here. Excuse me? What? 
We, you, were you able to, did you use your, your canine hearing to be able it to? It was a radio. He, he must have just like used yeah, the same radio. Had thumb on it. Yeah. That's what it was. Oh, that, God, that. I flipped over. I'm on my side. I'm in trouble. Help me. Lucille Whatever. actually just uh, landed on it perfectly yeah, and everything exactly. kept it going. Hogwash. <laughs> um, so when I see this jump scene, I'm like, what the? So my first instinct is, is how cool this scene is set up is. There's broken glass. Mm-hmm. There's pieces of the car everywhere. Little there's gasoline good, fire. Gasoline stuff on the ground. There's there's skid marks. The car's on its side. Um, Negan is in, you know, is the guy passes out so much. Yes. From, you know, the car accidents. And for being ben like Rick, a- dead center into a telephone pole. You know. This is something that they could have shot and just showed. I don't know how. I, yeah, I would love to seen this. I'm like, how we got to this instead of doing this jump cut, because I don't know if you do that much damage at going 27 miles an hour. <laughs> hey, anyway, the, those uh, what's the police maneuver that it is? Like, oh, you talking about where they hit you in the back? Yeah, hit the back and everything. Yeah. I mean, when you're doing that at 23 miles an hour, man. Yeah, that's just, just it's <laughs> catastrophic. It's catastrophic. It's a, it's a mind roller. But so anyway, so I love the scene. Okay, I love that the car's on the side. I love the damage and the carnage where Rick gets out, got an AK-47 ready, and he is pumping this car. Full of lead. And full I mean, of lead. And I'm thinking... That must be steel enforced yeah, bottom of the car. bottom of that car was from a former <laughs> mobster who did it in case of a car bomb. It's impossible for something to... you know. I mean, to and then he gets out of the car... To get over by the hood, and he shoots and blows holes He's through this like quarter, a quarter-sized holes going through. And I was this like, thing. "Thank you, thank you, thank you." Special effects team finally getting it right that that round, that AK-47, is going to blow holes through that through that car, through a human, through the bricks behind it. Yeah, it is a deadly, deadly weapon, and so on. My problem is, is that that same thin metal that you're shooting through there is the, the same, same goddamn thin metal <laughs> that you were shooting the car up a minute ago. With that, which well, Negan, Negan was still inside. Yeah, which would have made Negan and Lucille full of holes. Yes, but and the so, spark flying off was pretty cool. Oh, like, I mean, I know it's unrealistic, gosh. but you know, don't give me one thing of reality. And you know, two get, seconds later. Or I two know, seconds before, yeah. we don't get the same reality. I mean, it's like when I watch you know Game of Thrones and you get that Game of Throner when they just throw you that really good reality <laughs> and you're the just like, pumped. Yeah, it's a Throner. You know <laughs> what I'm talking about. And Walking Dead is like, oh, we're about to have it. And limp. Oh, it's you the, know, just well, right there. Just, you know. And, of course, he shoots this almost this 30-round magazine into this car. To where he comes around, has a few rounds left, and Negan is running straight yes. into the building. Not he, like he was diagonaling into it. Or no zigzag, no S formation. He like you know he's going to this door. Or, his three or four feet to the left on the bricks. I'm like, give me a break. Now you're out of ammo. And then he switch over oh. to the python. And he always shoots it after Negan has turned the corner. Here's the other thing. So just like you said right there, Negan turns the corner and two shots are shot into the wall yeah. after he's made the turn. Uh, completely safe and everything. He's like, he's uh, out of view. <laughs> bang, bang. I'm like, motherfucker. Okay. I was just like, but I mean, why don't you just throw the gosh damn thing at him? You have a better chance to hit me with it. Maybe like it will bounce off the wall oh, or something. Oh, my God. I just and then of course he comes up there and as Negan is naked on the top of the stairs, click 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 click. You know but how about this hatchet throw? Okay, so I thought the hatchet throw was money legit, double handed. However, however, this is what pissed me off. I thought he went up there and threw that thing at him. I thought it was ballsy to throw the hatchet at him in the first place because then you ain't got nothing to defend yourself versus a bat. But I mean, bar bar. I don't think that hatchet's really going to help against a bat when you better than nothing. It true. Right? <laughs> I, mean, I'll, I'll <laughs> I think I had a something extra because bottom line is you throw that hatchet, you've thrown your, you've put all your eggs in the basket. Well, like as soon as I throw the hatchet, I'm just walking backwards. Like, okay, Deacon, I'll, I'll catch you later. Like, this is where I'm going to reload. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You can keep it. Like, right. uh, I'll be and back. So, so okay, all you got left now is pull your knife, you know, knife from your boot or whatever like that. So he throws it. <laughs> Negan ducks down, and in the very next cutscene, he's taking a rail out and falling. Yes, which the makes way no he sense. He ducked down to miss the hatchet, and the what the next scene showed him going through these rails 
did not match whatsoever. No. I rewound it five times. I'm like, I told my wife, I was like, tell me if this makes sense. Watch how he ducks down. She's like, how do you end up with his back to the rail to fall through it? I was like, he's got to be doing Jackie Chan rolls on yeah. the ground like, I mean, or the- something. I'm like, the guy, again, another editing choice. Snafu. That- this just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. And the convenience of, he throw that hatchet and he misses. Negan becomes the ultimate upper hand. Yeah. A higher location, has a bat with barbed wire, and it's got the junk on it. Yeah. Like, to I mean, me, Rick, Rick is, is in dead. real trouble. Rick, Rick's done. Yeah. Instead, it's, oh, I dropped Lucille. And I grabbed the deal, and he's like, Lucille. Like, calling for his bat, mm-hmm. by the way. And, and Rick's automatically got the upper hand because now Negan is hanging on by the grips of his finger. And I didn't even notice that the floor was missing or something somehow. I noticed it because they showed it. That's why the reason he went upstairs. Um, but but how- of course, he drops into a completely pitch black with it has this artificial CG smoke. Yes. Rising you know, up or out dust of it. or whatever you want to call it. It was very CG. Okay, I got past it. And so Rick goes back downstairs and Nick Negan, I know it's hard to make you feel like you're in pitch black. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're shooting this to make it look like he's in pitch black, but you want to be able to see what's going on around him. Like he's shuffling around looking yeah. for Lucille and so on. So I get that's difficult. But of course, there's walkers down there. There's issues. With the and Lighting the Lucille on fire, one of the best effects I've seen. I really enjoyed that. I did. I thought it was cool that Rick found him. I thought it was cool that Rick used the lighter that he got from Glenn. Mm-hmm. Found the room that had eaters on the sun. Uh, I think that, you know, that I thought all that was good. I also think that this is the largest basement in the United States of America. Oh, man. Because they're hollering at each other and can't tell where the other one is. Yeah, it was like things. playing Marco Polo down there. It really <laughs> was. <you laughs> yeah. know, um, Lucille. No, Rick. You know, anyway. Um, and they have some good, you know, decent dialogue about, you know, I see what you do to people in their deals. You kill everybody, you know. At the well, I mean, they, that was the big thing because Negan at this point in time did not did know. Not know. That Jadis had been two-timed and everything. Yeah. Um, And I was expecting Negan to get a little close with Rick there and just be like, hey, I have some issues that I need to start working through. Yeah, Rick ain't going to believe him. No. You know, it's all about the upper hand and... You know, oh, I love it. He practices the back. Look what I found. They're like that. Don't you touch her. <laughs> you know. Uh, if you touch one barrel. Yeah. So, I, I, I liked all that. Again, what do you think about the deal? Uh, Negan. <laughs> Here, here's the deal. You be my janitor, bitch. <laughs> and the rest of the people will live the high life. But there you go. I'm even willing to cut it down to 25%. That's yeah. Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, uh, Christmas I, all rolled into one. <laughs> Cue the fist pump of like you're jerking off. Yeah. yeah that's what that was. That's, <laughs> He's like, that's what you wanted to see Rick doing over like, you believe this guy? Like, I mean, really? I just... Uh, yeah, just it was more comical. Oh, it, it I mean, it, it, it was great, and just like his tones and everything. I was like, okay, this is the Negan that we want, right? Again, they can't find each other. Marco Polo is unsuccessful. Suddenly, Rick is starting to beat on a door, and, and then out of nowhere, Negan tackles him through it. I'm just like, on. what? Like this was uh, Edge from wrestling and everything, or Goldberg. Just yeah. like I, I heard the theme music right coming and everything. I know it. Bam! Perfect spear. I was but, just like, don't, don't, don't do that. Don't just tell me you you jump out of the camera. Well, and it's like not only that, it's just guy. like Negan has never like struck me as the person that's going to come and tackle somebody, you know, through a door and stuff. Like he's no, the weapon so, fighter again. Did you at any moment did you feel fear that either one of these people were going to die? No. Did you feel like at any moment either one were going to get hurt severely? Not no. even close. And so when they're in this room full of walkers and you've got this flaming bat, but at least they played it right because what have we been asking them to do? Like unless it's a hundred walkers against a person, there's no reason to fear them, and they just went to town. And they did, but again, you know it's so funny how a season, an episode or two ago. That four or five walkers become a situation where you your life or death, and they only eat for your face. Mm-hmm. Where here you can just you know do a forearm shiver to a couple of them, and like you're you're completely in the clear. Neither one of them at any time 
Did had I a fear of being surrounded. Nope. Or that there was one. I mean, like one time they went to bite one in the back of the neck and they just, you know, threw him over the shoulder. I mean, he fired I mean, me like, carried since one. When has the walker grabbed you first before he bit you? <laughs> Since when? I'm just like, And they stop. always went for the face or neck area stop. again. I mean, it just is not. Stop trying to make us feel like, holy crap, he almost got bit. Just let somebody get bit. We're eight seasons in, people. Rick is not going to get bit in the back and be the game over movement. No. I'm just putting it out there. If it does, shame and bravo on you all rolled into one. I'm just, I'm sorry. So quit doing this. Please. Please. For us. You're beating the viewer to death. It's like throwing sand in the eyeballs and drinking the water that's the only thing left to clean them. Stop it. It's ridiculous. Okay? You, you know, I do love that they've had a flaming bat hitting walkers and so on. But quit and everything catching like on fire, too. Make it more about the fight. Yeah. Make just it more like, about plausibility and so on. Just make it about, like... Rick and Negan ended up having to fight their way out of it. Exactly. You know, like it was with uh, Father Gabriel. I mean, his unlucky thing, whatever, we would have lived with it. But no, like they tried to have danger that no one was going to ever believe. Right. Um, Dwight and Simon are outside and they're having a casual conversation. This is where you get the infamous naked walker um, walking up with a female. She was so decayed in the body area, you couldn't even tell she had boobs or anything, or anything that would make you think, oh my God, she's naked on AMC. No. Yeah, it was like it trying was, to hype something up that wasn't was, even a big it deal. It was another example of who gives a, you know. Yeah. Um, I, to me, that was a struggle. I'm just like. So you if know, you want to be controversial, just be controversial. Don't yeah, try to don't, be like this don't fake. Don't half-wit it on us like that. You know, whoop, whoop. Um, I don't get it. So there, we exchange who has the bats. We're fighting each other. Great choreograph on the fight scenes. I love all that stuff. I was good with yep. all that. I really was. Um, and then when they're closing in, you know, Negan gets, goes out the window. Um and then Rick and, goes to follow, and Negan just magically disappeared. Has gone. And um, Simon and Dwight are gone. The car is smoldering. Um, it, it just, I'm sorry. You just don't get this. You don't come out of a window. Three seconds later. And three seconds later are just completely gone. And not hear a car, no. not hear a vroom, not hear nothing. Another thing is, too, is you don't see... Him knocked out in the passenger seat again. No, what the f- like? Where did that come from? How's you he just tell me he ran around the corner and there was somebody waiting on him and hit him over the head and then put him in the car and was able to carry him or pick him up because of exactly it. nothing against Jadis, but that ain't happening. No, trust me, a human body's dead weight is not so so heavy. It's, it's so, so awkward. awkward, like and like you're not your just only going chance. To- you can drag him for him to be in this car. You put him in it and he's sleeping against the door frame. Absolutely not. Which also, you're in a car and trying to get somebody into like the lower gravity stuff is oh, harder yeah. than getting so them into a truck. So let's just say that he did get into the car because you had a gun on him. You mean to tell me that he just you're going to hit him in the head and then when he comes back up and you hit him in the head again? Yeah. But also, Negan's caravan is in this town. So yeah, and then here's the next scene. You see her driving away and it's in a wooded street. Yeah, it's not even in the town. And he's got like, gray dust all over him. And this and so I mean, it just... I get, how the fuck did she know to be there? And What are the odds she's right there to catch scoop him up? And you don't have his hands bound or anything? Like, you're just driving lean oh, back with a gun gosh, on him. Oh, this is the BS that kills The Walking Dead over and over and over again. It's this huge bridge. It's just so far. You, know, you just can't touch. No. It's just impossible. And I just just can't fathom what in the Sam Hale is going on. These people were thinking and doing. It just. Ugh. And then I guess like the last bit we have is just Simon's Negan speech. Yeah, for Negan. Wait, wait, wait. So what do we do now without the big man? What What do you mean? What's your name? Well, I'm Negan. Yeah. That damn right you are. Yeah, I'm Negan. Gets them all convinced. And has him shouting, and he's like, look, guys. 
And I love Dwight's expressions and everything because he's slowly realizing what Simon's wanting to do. And he's getting a little conflicted because, uh uh-oh, everyone's about to have to die. And Simon's like, look, we've just got to eradicate the problem. They're not going to bow down. So instead of harming them, let's just kill them. And after what he just did to Jadis' crew, I'm okay with it. Like, I I was a little hesitant. Like, coming in before I talked to you, I didn't like the way Simon's uh, character was being painted or anything. But you've explained it and broken it down well enough to where I can get behind a lot of things that Simon's been doing this episode. Yeah. Uh, And so, like, I... It's just such a struggle. I'm really... I'm really concerned about... I know they're completely changing up the storyline and where they're going with this stuff. So it's very curious to see how this is going, especially since Nick is not even going to be at this place. So it's going to be a very interesting situation of how they're going to take the scenario that she's got him. Well, her scenario, Jay's scenario makes zero sense because there's no reason for her to know where Negan is. Yeah. There was no way for her to be able to kidnap him, get him separated or anything. Cause you know, she's not working with Rick because like he shot at her just to get her away and everything. Right. I mean, and here's the other thing is too, is that why are you taking this guy? Why don't you just grease him right there? Yeah. Like, what, what is it? What, what purpose serves for what you're doing? So that, that's an interesting question. Where are we going with this? Oh, I know. Because you can't kill him like that like it would be in real in the real world. Mm-hmm. You've got to go show him something and give him an opportunity to change your mind or get the upper hand on you or do something of that nature. So that's does, what you have to do. Does Jay just die? And then, I mean, I, that's the only yes, thing I, I don't figure. See, I don't see her character moving on. Uh, if she's lived past next episode... I'll be surprised. I mean, I know that she will and everything, but I don't know she if we shouldn't. actually see her. I, I don't know. I think it could be a lot about just the hilltop battle and skirmish. I could be wrong. Um, I'm just not real sure. I bet I wouldn't surprise me if we get a little Aaron scenario. You know, what's he doing or something of that nature? I, I just, there's no telling. Um, we'll just have to see. Yeah, I forgot Aaron was still around. Yeah, because so, I mean, we still got to work so many more characters back into this, and we've only got what four more episodes. Mm, see that was 12 that's correct yeah. so it, it's gonna be very very interesting to see how they're gonna do it um i'm still waiting on them to come back to greatness it's just not feeling it <laughs> we- but it is what it is um i i again i thought the episode had a lot of great potential i just there's they, a lot of cool things just mixed in it and every- themselves in the damn foot all the time with this continuity bull crap they can't keep right. It's like perpetual blue balls. Yeah, just like just, all throughout this episode and season so it's far. It's like a little kid is kicking you under the table in the nuts just hard <laughs> enough to make it hurt, but not bad enough for you to be on the floor going, holy God, my, you know. Yeah, just the same spot yeah, too. Just, just like, like laser accuracy. Yeah, you know, and just that's what it feels like. I feel like I can't stop the little toddler from kicking me in the nuts constantly while we're eating dinner, David. <laughs> that's what it feels like. I know that's an odd and random thing, but I can just tell you right now, that's what, you know. That's what you're going through. Ah, I'm serious. You know, that's what it feels like to go through some of the episodes of Walking Dead. When you have characters you just absolutely love, and you love how this show had such great starts and beginnings and how things were going and just all to say F you viewers and we're going to do what we want to do just to do something different and completely cannibalize the storyline to where you're just throwing your shoulders up and hoping you can figure out what and why and how characters are doing what they're doing is just asinine. But well, next week on Depression Cures All. Yeah, <laughs> really? <laughs> My exactly. God. Like, Give me the- drink. Gosh, damn it. Uh, so it, it, it is what it is. You know, I, I'm one of those guys, I'm a purist and you know, I'm a finisher, you know, I started this stuff and I'm, I'm a huge fan. Again, I'm not a fan of the writing and where they're going with this, but I'm still a huge fan of the characters they developed, even though they keep shatting on them. And, um, and I want to see things come to a conclusion that, you know, maybe I still have hope that they're going to, that there's going to be a shakeup and things are going to get where they need to be. You know, 
Well, I'm still watching. So, I mean, I, I guess that means there's a little bit of hope. There you, you go. You know, we, we have a chance because, there like we go. said, there were still a lot of good things in this episode. And I know we kind of didn't make it seem like that, even though we did praise. Well, again, it, that's what happens a lot of times when we talk about the episodes is, is that they have some good stuff, but then they the writing, blowing like the, their toes off with the handgun of details. That's the whole deal. You've got a great looking foot and then go and you start walking and then you start blowing your toes off one by one <laughs> with the details. When you had this great looking foot and you come back, you got nothing but a daggum nub on the end of your ankle. You know, or you ran out of ammo shooting yourself in the foot. It just that's that's the Walking Dead. They're running with scissors, yeah. and then they're running yeah. with scissors in a minefield, and they just keep hitting on every single mine. Yeah. I just that's the whole deal. If they ever stop and realize that they have really good people and has really good actors, and they actually come up with a cohesive because I thought the acting in this episode again was phenomenal that matches the potential of reality. And that matches human emotion and actual human cognitive decisions in an emotional problem or state. You'd be surprised how much different this show could go back to its roots. Like, especially you know, the moral one dilemma could be a true moral dilemma instead of it's a moral dilemma this month and next month it's not. Yeah, next month was just oh we grew we're out you of know, it. Like, it's not no. like you changed your underwear. You can't just change your morality. Like, you do that. It just doesn't work that way. But that's why I was okay with Enid, is just because... Well, yeah, she's in an emotional state. I give her all that. I do. But, okay, Morgan's been in five, evidently. Yeah. You know? Carol's Morgan. been in three or four of them. You know? And they're not the Delta Force. Okay? I'm Carol. sorry. Enid killed somebody she thought was attacking Aaron while in the dark. 100% plausible. You or I could do the same thing in the yes. same situation. It didn't require Delta Force tactics. Didn't require you know cunning shooting around the hip, quick draw. You know you sliding over a car to pop some. None of no. that was necessary, and so on. So don't give me that one episode, which is one hundred percent automatic and realistic, and so on. And then give me the Delta Force kicking down you know doors and knocking explosions in and dropping folks like they're hot. Don't. Stop it. It doesn't work. It doesn't. Uh, Susie Homemaker and an accountant don't grab M16s and assault guns and this thing like that and mow down a room with yeah. 10 people at different targets. But that was pretty cool. Oh, cool for who? Oh, come on. We, come. We, we, we're going to agree to disagree at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if they go in there and there's four people in a small area, you can lay down fire. That looks realistic. Yes. You go back to watch any early 80s B-rate action movie. They kick the door down. Their chest brazen with their chest hair sticking out. Shooting two Uzis without aiming. Glistening off of everything. You know, it's like watching Commando. One guy takes 150 folks out. You know, don't give me Carol and Morgan in biker soft gear. Broken down a door and taking folks out that was wide range. It just no, no, no. If it was Chuck Norris and his chin going in there, sure. If you it know? was Sly with the bandana, his no. cliffhanger, or any of that stuff. Even the Expendables, which was comically <laughs> bad, but even they got the action of realism when it comes to odds, when it comes to one versus sixty, <laughs> yes. and different things. I mean, come on. They did have that, you know. So, and those are supposedly professional mercenaries. So, give me a break. Um, it, it is what it is, guys. I know we've said a lot of you know harsh and BS or this that or whatever like that, guys. Please don't hesitate. If you listen in, I would love for you guys to converse with us. We we get more and more all the time. People on Facebook and email, a lot of new emails. Uh, people who love to debate, you know, or, you know, try to correct and this, that, or so on. And you know what? And these are people you end up making a lot of friends with. Yes. It's because I'll hear you out. And I'm not afraid to make, tell you I'd make a mistake. If you saw something I didn't, or if we missed something, or this, that, or so on, I encourage you. Hit us on an email. Hit us on the social media. Send us a message. 
you know, befriend me on uh, my title is Zach Blee TV. You know, if you want to have a person to go to when it comes to this stuff, I do the posting through it or on our page. Don't hesitate. Yeah, we, I mean, we that, that's a, why we do this. We have a lot of conversations with people. Ideas. Not everybody agrees with us. A lot of people, you know, there's some people, there's some diehard fans that think The Walking Dead is the best show on television. And I feel sorry for them. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I don't mean that to be rude. I'm just saying that it's yeah. not. You know, it Go used watch to all be great, right but it's never been a... I can sum it up, but like, tell me how many awards it's won, and then we can compare it to another show. Yeah. But, I mean, it has been highly entertaining yeah, and great to watch. There's and, a reason that it's one of the, high, it's one of the highest running cable shows in America. And all that. I get it. Trust me. I'm one of the people who tunes in every week, and I don't miss it. I love it and so on. I just wish it could be what it had the potential to be. It is what it is. But, again, we're on Twitter, Bleed TV Podcast. Facebook, Facebook, YouTube, Bleed TV. We're on YouTube. We're on um, Spotify, but you can't really tune in. We're on all those places. If you want to listen in, if you're already listening, of course. Uh, And our Gmail, that's uh, Bleed TV Podcast at gmail.com. You know, send us an email. Man, trust me, you will get a reply. I make an effort. Cash makes an effort. We all do. We always answer our emails. We love to converse that way. You know, just keeping it real, you know. Sometimes we get mail that's like, you know, you guys effing beep, you know, all that stuff. And, and I'm like, thanks for the email. Yeah. You know, um, it is what it is. You hey, know, you take time the, out of your day, you know, to let us know that we suck and we're the worst podcasters in the world. So we hey, appreciate it. You know, some people come up and say, hey, man, I never know those details. That's great. No, it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, I highly encourage you guys to do it. You know, if you enjoy what we're talking about or you think we got something real, give us a positive review. It, it always helps. Uh, but other than that, guys, I'm going to some call tonight. Yep. Um, so this is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And we'll see y'all next week.